0: Oh, my God.
1: show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone we're at uh, rgs exteriors in construction today give them a call 801-280-3110 let's get out to the zone phone joining us now a former utah punter currently writes for kslsports.com he's tom hackett with us here on the big show hi tom gents how are you we're doing great man how about yourself how are things things are good things
2: uh well i guess i they're not good i don't know of anybody in today's day and age that uh, is doing all that well, but I guess things are as good as can be. That's what we like to hear. Uh, yeah, give
0: us a, your. That's uh, a good attitude, right there. That's the way everyone yeah. needs to look at it, right?
1: No doubt about it. Uh, Tom, give us your initial impressions of uh, the 2020 Utah Utes.
2: Well, uh, I, I was not surprised. I, I can I can assure you guys that it was it, it was kind of everything I, I thought it was going to be. Although maybe I. I guess I was slightly surprised with how the defense played. Uh, well, let me just retract basically everything I just said. I, I was surprised at certain <laughs> aspects of it. I was surprised at certain So, like, the defense, right, you go in there and, and kind of the rumblings that I had heard coming from uh, the program were, was, was that the defense really wasn't all that good. You know, they were, they were quite bad. Uh, a lot of missed assignments in practice, missed tackles, and... And so I'm going, oh, dear, you know, you start against USC, uh, who has probably the best four pass-catching receivers in the conference, uh, and you think this isn't uh, any recipe for success by any stretch of the imagination. But you know what? I thought they did okay. I mean, they held them to 260-odd yards through the air. Uh, they kind of limited most, most of the big plays. Uh, so so I think that Utah defense showed promise, um, and then, and then my other surprise was, of course, the offensive line. I, I was nervous for the offensive line going in um, because there were some moving parts. Like Nick Ford, who, who I think anyway is a guard, is, is playing left tackle. And then Braden Daniels ended last year against Oregon and Texas quite poorly. Um, and, 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 of course, they, they were dismal. Uh, I'm not going to kind of beat around the bush there. They, they were bad. And, in fact, the reason Cam Rising probably got hurt was because uh, of the offensive line themselves. I mean, you, you're handing a football off on your own goal line, um, and before you can even stuff the ball into the running back's arms, you're, you're being swallowed whole. And, and so, on too many occasions, I, I would also blame the offensive line for, uh, for, the pick, for the pick that Cam Rising threw, that simple screen pass to Ty Jordan. He threw it off his back foot. He didn't need to throw it off his back foot. Uh, so some of the blame can go to Cam, but the majority of it probably goes to the offensive line because, you know, in the play in the plays prior to that, he was so used to being under pressure uh, that just naturally he threw that that ball off his back foot when there was there was no need to. So yeah, I was disappointed with the offensive line, and 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 I'm no expert on football either, gents, but but I do know this: uh, it doesn't matter what sort of weapons you have at the wide receiver, tight end, or running back, uh, if you don't have an offensive line uh then then it then it doesn't matter, uh, and I think that's kind of what we saw against usc what What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I think we talked about this earlier, and uh, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. We actually expected more out of that offensive line because we thought there might be a little more coordination between some of those players, uh, whereas there were so many other newcomers. Uh, last year's performance wasn't great by that offensive line, but, uh, I guess a lot of us thought that maybe they would be able to piece that together and, uh, move forward, uh, having made some progress, but really didn't look that way. Uh, not to me anyway.
2: No, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, Gordon. Um, so I guess like, like the thought process I had, uh, prior to the season starting was, you know, I, I and I hope most Utah fans agree. Like, there were no trophies that were ever going to be winning in 2020. Uh, you just, you can't lose that much talent from a year ago and then expect to be great. That's, uh, unless you're like three or four programs, the Alabama and Clemsons, Ohio States of the world, Like th- those programs can do it, but there isn't a program in the Pac-12 that's proven lately anyway that that they can... Kind of replace that much NFL caliber talent immediately. So, um, so, so I watched the game um, pretty calmly. You know, I wasn't, a, I wasn't all that upset. It was, it was what I expected. When I saw the line come out and USC was favored by just three points, I was blown away. Uh, if I was a gambler, or if gambling was was legal here in Utah, I mean, I would have thrown the house on on USC at minus three. I thought that was just absurd, but. Um, USC didn't look all that flash either. I mean, the Pac-12, yet again, here we are, uh, talking about kind of the conference of champions, as they like to call themselves, and it's not all that flash. I, I don't think Oregon's nearly as good as advertised either. So maybe I'm just having a – the Monday blues are getting to me, guys. I, I don't know. Well, let's let's
1: talk positively for a second because, you know, a big theme about yeah. this team, Tom, was going to be the youth, and, and they do have a lot of young players playing. And I thought a few of them – Really stood out, Ty Jordan on the offensive side, uh, Nephi Sewell balled out. I thought clark phillips was was really, really good. What did you think about some of the young the young players, especially the freshmen that played?
2: yeah, the so only foe two I think you can kind of throw in there Nate Ritchie, I thought did um, did some yeah. nice nice things as well so that, there's a handful of kids out there that um, that are making their way at, at the collegiate level, um, which is really impressive. Um, you know, back when I first joined the program in 2012, there, there really weren't that many true freshmen playing, not just at Utah, but, but around the country. And then over the years, you know, you've kind of seen this transition of college football where uh, true freshmen are coming in and, and, and solidifying themselves. And I'm happy Utah's found kids. Ty Jordan, uh, I thought, was was, was special. Uh, I didn't quite know what to make of him. There was obviously a lot of hype uh, at a camp. Carl Whittingham talking quite highly of him um and he kind of proved that he he verified himself validated those remarks so uh he's he's special what what i love about ty jordan um the most was his his willingness to 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 make it to, to try and hit somebody like as a true freshman that's hard to do um I know because I punted, and I remember my first game, I didn't want anybody within a six-feet radius. I mean, I was socially distanced in 2012 as a freshman, uh, and he's out there kind of asking for contact, you know, lowering the shoulder. Uh, there was a play he made against Hafunga, uh, the safety, who's kind of like a Marquise Blair-type safety. He loves to uh, drop down into the box and, and make big, big hits, um, and he put him on his backside. So uh, Ty Jordan has the potential, you know, I'm trying not to get too carried away here, of course, but he certainly has the potential to be a special, special player at the University of Utah. And I think they're going to utilize him more and more as the season goes on, play him in the backfield uh, and, of course, start him at, at the slot receiver. Because he, his skill set's high uh, as well. So he was probably the one player, and I know there are a few um, uh, that that stood out, but he was the one that I just thought was was really special. And then Nephi Sewell, I mean, I don't know why we continue to doubt these, these Sewell kids. Uh, It's in their DNA at this point. So uh, obviously, you know, a safety coming from Nevada put on a little bit of weight, uh, uh, but the narrative around him prior to the USC game was, well, you know, is he big enough to hold his own at the linebacking uh, linebacker spot? And I think he answered that question uh, pretty easily. He was, He was all over the park, Um, really, really fun to watch. Um, Just these kids kind of go out there blindly, doing what they love. Uh, They looked like they were having as much fun as they could be, despite the scoreboard uh, going against them. But, you know, they they held USC in the second half for nine points, and and I thought that was a victory in its own right.
0: What kind of effect do you think uh, having Britton Covey on the field will have for a team, even in an abbreviated season like this one?
2: I think it uh, certainly composes the team. You know, the, the younger players more so than the older players, but, but the veteran type, you know, just knowing that somebody like him's out there, I think is is helpful. And, and, and we kind of talked about the offensive line struggles. Um, but when the offensive line is having a hard time blocking, if you do try and throw the football, it, it all has to be pretty quick. Uh, and he's the type of player that can get open. Uh, rather quickly, Ty Jordan another, and that's one of the reasons we saw Ty Jordan have as much success as he did. But, you know, it's the it's the players like like Brian Thompson, for example, uh, he's the type of player that's a deep threat more so than an intermediate uh, and shorter uh, rep type player. So so I think Britton Covey it will offer a ton, Gordon, to answer your question because if you can have two slot receiver sets, Ty Jordan on one side, Britton Covey on the other, maybe you line them up next to each other, You you put... You put them in motion you just you just cause chaos um before the plays even started essentially, and then you know it's 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 about playing the game within the game and so you have to you have to try and utilize your strengths um and 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 the deep ball is not going to be one of them until the offensive line can can pass protect or at least show that they can pass protect on on a somewhat frequent basis. There was none of that against USC. So, And, and what's, what's more concerned about the offensive line to kind of continue that depressing thought is, you know, it's not like USC was rushing many players either. I mean, they're like three, four, five-man rushes most. Uh, and so I think Britton Covey's big, big, big time. When he comes back, it'll log to a lot. Um, Jake Bentley, assuming he's going to be the starting quarterback, it, it gives him some composure as well. Uh, and hopefully... He, he doesn't need to go through too many progressions, you know. And, and Brent Covey's that, that sort of player where uh, he beats most guys, or at least he did. He beat most guys off the line of scrimmage when healthy. He's kind of had a hard go staying healthy the last couple of years, which is a shame.
1: All right, Tom, last thing before we let you go, and this really doesn't have anything to do with anything other than you uh, you uh, were and are a punter. Uh, let me let me tell you a story. So I, I think you know Scotty G is the voice of the Aggies. He does the yep. Utah State Coaches Show, and this is a couple of years ago. Uh, the tech for Utah State, one of our guys, his name's Ajay, and uh, he, he does some radio up in Logan, but very ambitious guy. And he uh, Scotty was stuck in traffic and could not get to Logan in time for the start of the show in fact he was a couple of minutes late so Aj jumped on it he, he opened the show he hosted it he got to ask Matt Wells the first question and this is two years ago when Utah State was really good and just smearing teams and uh, I, I, I think you will like which direction Ajay went let's, uh, let's play it for you go ahead Austin what
2: about punting I mean, how, I mean how in punting how is there we just see the guy kick the ball what, what details go into punting in situational football So,
1: Tom, what details go into punting Um, in situational football? Give us those details.
2: Well, let me tell you, before I get into that, uh, it's very unlike Scotty to be late. Uh, So shame on him. And uh, second of all, uh, the question, I mean, if I'm ever in a managerial position, regardless of the role, you know, we could be in the mortgage industry, for crying out loud, I need that guy's number because I'm hiring him uh and he's gonna be my right hand man you know it's him and i but what about punting well. <laughs> i've never heard such a thing like pat mcafee i'm sure many of you guys out there listening know who pat mcafee is he's half comedian half uh football analyst has his own little radio show but but long story short he used to punt uh and he raves about but i never i've never heard him put a punting question uh in that in that in what that play. details I mean, going to punting in situational football in, in situational <laughs> football, people. Jeez, uh, I love it. I, I love right. it. Uh, send me his number, would
0: you, guys? No, you But, done, but really, Tom, I want to know. I, I, I really want to know what the details are to being a great punter. Because you're certainly a great punter. How, what skills need to be mastered in order to, to be effective in situational punning?
2: Oh, Gordon, uh... It's so – it's really hard. Um, <laughs> it's, I, I, like, honestly, like, I, so I teach some high school kids when they ask me to teach them. And a lot of the times I don't hear back from them after the first training session we have. Even though I warn them, or forewarn them, I should say, that there's going to be a lot of information come your way. And you're going to go home. You, you're probably going to have very little idea as to most of what I'm talking about. But just bear with me. You know, like, like there, there is just – it's so – it's so detailed that it would blow. I could, I could honestly go on for an hour. We just see the um, guy kick the ball without breaking <laughs> stride. So, like, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't even know where to start. To be fair,
0: I, I well, just, we'll I just wondered. I wondered if you know, like, the stretching involved would have to be quite abundant, would it not? Because uh, if you're standing there, Tom, and you extend your foot. How far above your head can you get it
2: nowadays don' <laughs> not tear a hamstring faster than you could blink my man I would uh, yeah no I'm not I, I don't stretch anymore yoga is a great little tool uh, Pilates my mum she does uh, what they call Pilates for dummies I think you can just buy the DVD on Amazon uh, that's a great tool uh, that I'd recommend as well but look stretching is important but when it comes to the finer details of punting, every little motion, every little step, every angle of release, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's problematic. I mean, when I was training, to put it lightly to you guys, uh, when I was training to come over here, I would go to the, the, the local park for three hours a day uh, by myself. I had about six footballs. I'd kick six footballs. I'd, I'd jog down. I'd, I'd gather them, I'd take six footballs back, and I'd go back and forth for about three hours a day. And of course, this was back in a time when I was kicking a lot, so my leg could handle it. I, can't, I couldn't do that when I came over to Utah because you just don't kick as much over here. But, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it took me like nine consecutive months uh, before I started to feel like I got the hang of it. Uh, and then 12 months in is when I was on my one-way flight to Salt Lake City, so it's, it's hard. Um, and, and I don't think it gets enough respect, but that's probably for another time. <laughs> Tom, we appreciate you jumping on with, uh, with us, man.
1: Great stuff. Thank you. Yeah, and be well. Stay safe. Thanks for having me. There you go. Tom Hackett does uh, great work for uh, KSL Sports. Check out his work, kslsports.com.